There are people who just go through life, and there are people who actually live life. We are going to be talking a little bit about that today with our very first guest. Welcome to the Family Health and Hustle podcast, where sharing our stories, common experiences, and best practices about balancing family, practicing good health, and reaching your goals can help you feel supported, bring clarity, and guide you to the life you want. So if you're ready to challenge yourself, your health, and the hustle around you, then consider this your community. Now, let's welcome your host, Anthony Hernandez. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again this week uh, on the show. Uh, today we have a pretty amazing guest uh, that I was very excited to have join us today. Um, you know, there are people who go through life and then there are people who live life. And they live life by taking those obstacles and challenges that uh, confront them head on and they overcome them and they use them to... Uh, you know, they adapt to them and they they pull them into their plan and they they make that a part of them and they start succeeding and winning. And today our guest is someone who I truly think uh, is an example of that. And today we have with us John Aubrey. Now, Jonathan Aubrey is no stranger to obstacles and challenges. He was actually born with cerebral palsy, attended resource and special ed in elementary school, understands what it's like to have more month than there is money and has experienced being single far longer than he believes one should. Now, despite these challenges, Jonathan graduated from Weber State University with a dual bachelor's degree in economics and English in just four years. Jonathan is happily married and has been for eight plus years. He has a small real estate rental portfolio and has recently authored and published his new children's book, Am I Different? So today, I want to say hello and thank you for joining us to Jonathan Aubrey. How's it going, man? Oh, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's definitely an honor uh, to know that, that you chose me to be your first guest. I mean, that's, thank you. Yeah, and, and, and I hope to deliver a high level of value to your audience. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, I've known you for a little while, John. I, I would say I've I've known you, but I don't really know you, right? I mean, we you live in no. the same neighborhood as my family, and uh, we've you know spoken and and uh, lightly worked together over the years. Uh, but I'm excited to kind of dive in because you've always been someone that has really inspired me. And when I saw recently that you're publishing this book, I said, oh, man, this guy, is there anything he's, you know, is there anything he doesn't want to do or or anything he can't accomplish? And so I said, he needs to be the first guy on the show. <laughs> well, uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm sure a question that is top of mind on your audience might be, what is cerebral palsy? Is it okay if I dive into that real quick? Yeah, let me ask you this real quick, though. Now, yeah. I've always known you as John, but in your bio, it was Jonathan. Which one do you prefer to go by? Do you, Does it matter, or what do you prefer? There was a time that I did care, and I found that most people don't, so <laughs> I don't know why I should. I just said Jonathan because if they're looking for uh, my book, it says Jonathan Aubrey on it. Gotcha, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were, uh, you know, you see those entertainers that have their first name, their middle initial, but not their middle name, just the middle initial and their last name and then their you know prefix. And, and so I was like, okay, well maybe he's very specific about how, <laughs> how he wants it, so. If, I, if we're gonna go that route, I would have given you two middle initials. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. All right, well I'll keep yeah. calling you John then, but uh, but yes, if you're searching for for John, it'll be under Jonathan, and and we'll go over later on in the show. We'll we'll mention how you can find him. But yes, please, John, go ahead and you know talk about cerebral palsy. So real real quick, here is a visual of the book, and and even though it's not 
So the book is, we'll get into what the book's about later, but at the very beginning, it it states, uh, this book is based on my life experience as a child trying to ride a bike with cerebral palsy. Uh, CP is a group of disorders linked to the brain. Uh, Cerebral refers to the part of the brain that controls the nervous system. Movement, learning, speech, hearing, seeing, and thinking. Palsy refers to the fact that this part of the brain is weak or damaged. People with CP vary in how well they can function, ranging from mild, moderate, to severe. Um, CP is caused by lack of brain development or damage before, during, or shortly after birth. It is not hereditary nor contagious, and does not get worse or better over time. So, so that is the me- medical definition, and, and my definition's a little funner. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, my, mine is, the brain is like the la- latest smartphone on the best network with both caller and receiver standing in the best location. A brain with CP is like using walkie-talkies. Ten four. <laughs> that's a great. Uh, that's a great definition. So you know, one thing I I wasn't aware of, John, is so you were born with this. I I wasn't for some reason I was thinking, and you know, this is my lack of understanding of cere- cerebral palsy. But uh, was it something you you mentioned that it doesn't get worse over time? So you've kind of had consistent. Um, you know, it's been a consistent uh, challenge throughout your life. It's always been kind of the same thing. It hasn't gotten worse or better. It's just always been kind of the same things that you've uh, been working oh, yeah. to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember when I was a Blazer Scout, so those are 11-year-olds, um, we were getting ready to go to summer camp. And after we had one of our Scout meetings, the Scout... Scoutmaster asked if he could talk with me. Okay. And uh, he, he told me that I wouldn't be able to go to camp. Wow. And instead of asking why, I knew my family was poor. I knew we didn't have money. And so I asked him if that was why, and he saw an easy out, so he said yes. And, and, and the reason why I state that is our troops had done fundraisers, and I was very active in the participation of those fundraisers. So gotcha. money should not have been an issue. So you think it was, you know, there's some tough conversations uh, I, I don't even want to say tough, but there are conversations that people feel uncomfortable having, yes. and maybe rather than using that as a moment to, you know, I would say positively have that conversation uplift you, he maybe was uncomfortable and and just use that as an out, which which may have hurt you more in a way. Well, and. To, to be completely honest, I've been misunderstood many, many, many times. Uh, has it ever been detrimental to me? That's, that's the only one experience I can remember where I was opted out of something I should have been able to participate in. Um, but is it, was there a challenge around my cerebral palsy in scouting? Uh, absolutely. When I was a blazer, so 16, 17, uh, I remember my troop went and hiked the Narrows, 
and I'm certain we only did two, maybe four miles as I was there. And, and, and I was easily the, I think I was referred to as the cleanest boy in camp. Really? <laughs> and, yeah, and that's not because I folded my laundry or, 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 or was cleaning all my dishes after I ate or that's because no one fell in the river as many times as I did. <laughs> so they, so you took a lot of baths. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the majority of other people maybe, maybe fell once. Really? I was falling into that river because of the challenges uh, of walking on loose rocks or, or, or just rocks in the river. I, I, I lost track. I have no idea how many times. I, and I was a cleanest boy in camp. And, and uh, the, the reason why I mentioned the difference between the two of these is I remember not even a week later I was at my at my uh, one of my friend's house and um, somehow it came up how one of them was so inspired by how I went through life and and how I reacted and did things at that camping trip. And so what one of my life mantras is, does the room change the second you walk into it? That's and, and is that change a positive or a negative? That's powerful, John. And, and one thing I want people to understand too that maybe aren't watching the video um you know there's going to be things that you know we say where you know where maybe we're laughing at it or or we're you know we're looking back at that experience and thinking you know that 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 was a uh, an interesting time or you know laughing at the story or whatever but it, for those who can't see you know john's always smiling on camera and so you know he's someone that has as i said he's someone that really has taken these challenges accepted them and it's you know, I'm sure there are very difficult things that, that he's had to go to and, or that you've had to go through, John. But, you know, everything I know of you in any conversation I've had, you've always been very positive to the point where, you know, you're very lighthearted about this. And you, you know, you've, you know, this is part of who you are. Um, well, well and, and let's let's get to the heart of that right there. Um Yes, there has been some very, very hard times in my life. The, the lesson um, or the mantra of does the room change when you walk into it, I, I wish I will learn that a lot, lot sooner than I did. And all the lessons wrapped around uh, the difference between those two scout activities. Um, there, there are so many lessons there that I didn't learn until I was older. Um, so, so when I was 32, I, I, I was, I still smiled, but I wasn't as happy. Matter of fact, I was pretty miserable. Really. Yeah, and, and the reason why is ever since a young age, eight years old, ten years old, I don't know, ever since a young age, I wanted nothing more than to be a husband and a father. And at the age of 32, I maybe could have told you I had a girlfriend once. Wow. And so I just, I, 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 the way I was looking at life, I had just barely bought my first townhome. 
and I was failing miserably in life. I hated it. Um, I, I, I had already graduated from Weber State. I was working as a real estate agent by that time. Um, I've never been wildly successful as a real estate agent. Um, but, but, I mean, wow. And, and um, it was from 32 to 35 that, that I had some months. I, I didn't know if I was going to make it because, well, I, I, I got a month, maybe two months behind on my mortgage a couple times. Wow. Um, well, well let, can I say this, John? I mean, yeah. you, you know, one thing that we talked about in the show is – um, you know, the show Family Health and Households, these are three pillars that I think are pivotal to balancing throughout life, whatever someone's goals are, whatever someone's challenges are. And family is something that I think is especially important because all too often people get tied up focusing on the wrong things and then realize that's not really what brings them happiness, you know, and it's, and it's family relationships. And again, not just the nuclear family, but just family uh, type of relationships, whether it's close friends, distant family, uh, you know, romantic relationships, things like that. So I just want to say that, you know, it's kind of a testament to, you know, the type of person you are, because here you are 32 years old, you could be wishing for all types of things and maybe maybe you were a little bit maybe not but the most important thing too was you know having a family you know being married and having a family and i think that's the you know you may not have been able to see it at that point but you know now looking back uh retrospect i mean that that's a powerful thing that that you were wanting and i think it was a a good thing right well and and so to be completely open and, and to be able to bring the highest value, um, uh, things things that matter to me may not matter as much to some of the audience, but I believe that answers to our problems come from who we are, who, what our upbringing is. And so... Um, to really explain what what the problem was, I I believe the reason I wasn't married was because my creator, my maker, cursed me with cerebral palsy. That's what you believed at the time? That's what I believed at the age of 32, and that's why I was so miserable. Now, how someone with that kind of a belief gonna be successful at dating? They're not. not true. True. They're not. And, and so it took me three years to to find the answer, which I found as I was reading religious text. And, and so I I uh, I didn't stop dating because at the time my hero my hero was Colonel Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, well, and the reason why is do you know how many people he pitched his chicken recipe to? Uh, I don't actually know. So he pitched it unsuccessfully 1,009 times. Jeez. 1,009 times. And then he met a guy by the name of Mr. Harmons in Utah. And Mr. Harmons, 1,010, said yes. And so the first three KFCs are in Utah. And um, Colonel Sanders is the number one most recognizable face. Really? That's interesting. Well, and yeah. I know that I know one of the, you know, uh, for those who don't know, we, we are, we live in Utah. We, we come from Utah here. And, um, right. and, you know, I know one of those first locations is right down there in State Street on uh, 
downtown, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It's one of my favorite locations. Yeah. Straight, State Street and 39 South, and they have memorabilia there. Oh, that's it, awesome. It, it was bulldozed and rebuilt, but they have memorabilia. So, and the other part is, so he was told no a thousand nine times. Oh, my goodness. I can go on a thousand nine dates. That'll be fun. <laughs> be, be, being told no and I got to move on, that's not fun. But but the dates themselves, that's fun. And my goodness, there's got to be some girl out there that's going to find me a lot, a lot better tasting than a bucket of KFC. <laughs> Well, that was an interesting analogy there, but I'll take it. So, I'll take it. So, well, or what I meant is then they'll find that I'm, I'm a lot more finger-looking good than looking <laughs> Anyway, with, with that being said, even though I had that mentality, until I fixed the thought that my cerebral palsy was a curse from God, or, or from my maker, then there's no, I, I would have definitely gone through a thousand and nine dates because my, my, my basis was off. Mm -hmm. and, and so I was reading in some religious text, and, and here's what I read it says, and if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I, being God, I give unto men weakness. When I read that part right there, that hit me. Uh, how me so much. It, it continues on. We will come back to that part because that part... It, in my mind is is one of the most important parts I give unto men weakness. That they may be humble, and my grace is sufficient to all men and women that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. Wow. And, and so, I mean, there's a real big question there. If I'm humble and I turn to God, I still have cerebral palsy. So how on earth is that going to be a strength? You tell me that I'm going to love cerebral palsy? Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But that's because I understand, I understand my maker, and he understands me. And what I mean by that is, is it says, I give unto men weakness. And any time something is given, it's a gift. And I is God or deity, that means it's a divine gift. So, God has given you something that maybe in our our perspective, whether it's for you or, or for anyone listening, in our perspective, we're thinking this is a curse. But ultimately, maybe, just maybe, it's a tool to help us, you know, find or accomplish Maybe not exactly what we wanted, but to accomplish what I think all of us want, which is to find, you know, a version of peace and joy and, and, and acceptance, you know, self-acceptance, things like that. Would, would that be accurate? Yeah, think? yeah, yeah. So what has been shared with me by one of my mentors, uh, George Morse, who's the owner of Century 21, where I've worked for years and years, he he has shared time and time again that fulfillment comes from from two things. 
You have to have them both, because if you have one, just one, you'll be miserable. And one along is growth, development, improvement, and the other one is contribution or giving. And so when you have both of those, you're, you're going to have fulfillment. And, and um, I've, I've jumped the gun because what, what we just mentioned that was very profound is how, how many times do people say life ain't fair or the deck is stacked against me? Yeah, I hear I'm, it all the time. I'm, I've been set up. And, and here's the truth. We absolutely have been set up. Unbelievably set up, and it's in our favor. That's awesome. So so when, when I believe that, that I was cursed by my maker, and that's why I had cerebral palsy, oh my goodness, I've been set up as a doozy. Life was extremely miserable for three years. And I had developed some habits that I wish I never had because I was miserable. And, and I didn't want, I, I just want peace, I want comfort. I was accepting counterfeits when, if I had been willing to rely on my God and my maker, I could have had true joy. You know, and John, I think taking this, you know, obviously there's some powerful, this whole experience that you're talking about is very powerful, especially for those who are religious and those right. who believe in God or, or a deity. But, you know, even taking it further out of that, um, you know, we live in a time where so many people are not happy, but one of the things that um, is being spread is that you have these challenges, whatever they are, and there's nothing you can do about it. But this, but like you said, the deck stack against you, the systems against you, whatever it is, there's nothing you can do about it. And I feel like, you know, those people are are doing themselves a disservice. And, and it's not always their fault. You know, it's, it may be things that have been fed to them, but they're they're doing what you did, you know, during that well, time as you're kind well, of going. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're retreating. Uh, and, and you know, like you said, they're, they're finding, they're looking for ways to experience joy um, through counterfeit measures, measures that don't last, measures that might ultimately be worse for them because no one's told them that, hey, look, life's not perfect. You're right. There are going to be challenges. There's going to be things against you. But you have to keep going because you can overcome that. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You can overcome that and experience the, the real things that offer joy and the real things that offer fulfillment. And, and to your point, to your point about growth and um, and giving back, I mean, that. think about that. I mean, most people who, who go and they – you know, retreat into that corner and, and they feel like everything's against them. What's the point of growth? What's the point of giving back? You know, I mean, that's the kind of things that go through right. me. So I think this is really, I mean, I think you're 100%. This is great. Well, well and, 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 and yes, um, in, in life, we experience mortality, which means we're going to experience imperfections. So, so sure, life isn't perfect. And yeah, life is. It absolutely is. And so I'm showing how miserable or talking about how miserable I was and the things I went through shows that I absolutely was set up in the wrong way. The, the truth is, is once I learned that it was a divine gift, I was set up in completely the opposite direction. And what I mean by that 
is once I learned that truth, I had to share it. And, and I, I've spoken at real estate companies, I've spoken at elementary schools and, and, and college institutions. I, I've spoken one-on-one, -on -one and I've spoken with an in-person audience of around 800. And, and um, when I first started speaking, I would share this story of how I learned to ride a bicycle. And, and the whole reason this book exists is because I now adults come up to me afterwards and say, I wish my kids could have heard, been here to hear your story. And so I knew I had to write children's book. And I did, but the purpose, or the reason I'd share that story is I'd ask everyone after I share that story, how many of you find this to be inspirational? And nearly everyone's hand would be raised. Nearly everyone's. That's awesome. So, 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 so let me ask you this right now. And you said up front that you find me to be inspirational. But who else, who is someone else in your life that, that you find to be inspirational? You're asking me to... Uh... That's yeah, you, mom, dad, aunt, uncle. Who, who's someone else that, that you found to be inspirational? You know, there's a gentleman in my neighborhood, and he doesn't know this because I've never shared it with him, but um, I do want to share it with him one day. But he has several children, uh, all boys, and a couple years ago his wife passed away from cancer I believe it was cancer um, it was before I had actually moved into this neighborhood um, and I've always seen him as inspirational because he seems from where I stand to always try to do what's right and what I mean by that is he you know he when things like that happen someone could curse God like you said curse God this is why was this against me you know, but it almost appears, for, you know, from what I know of him, that he's doubled down. You know, I mean, he's he right. continues to be religious, continues to bring his his boys to church, and just you know, just does the best he can. And I've never heard him complain. I've, you know, he's. I think people have reached out and said, "Do you need help with anything?" He says, "No." You know, like just someone that is trying to do what's right and um like i said i mean it's, it's he's inspiring to me because i look right. at that and i go how easy would it be to look around and say right. you know sc you know frankly say screw all this <laughs> you know what i mean you know but so, instead so, so with that being said if you had a, a deeper relationship with this individual when, when life deals you challenges, would he be someone that you'd want to go and... Oh, I think 100%, whether it's, you know, mentorship is so important, whether it's yeah. with challenges, business, fitness, whatever, to have someone that is standing there helping guide you, saying, hey, I've been through this, or I've been through something similar, it's going to be okay. You know, here, here's here's things you can do to help uh you know come to accept this or come to um get to a position where you can get through this i think a hundred percent i think that is the power of a community right. as well because i think all too often people when when something's going wrong and you tell me john if if this happened to you well, you know when you're 32 years old like a lot of times and even in my life, you know, I don't have cerebral palsy, but in things that I, I've been challenged with, my first thought is I'm alone. And that's probably the wrong thought to have uh, oh, because there's definitely. other people out there that can help. 
Well, well, even if we are the only one, there is a reason. And, and, and so the, re the reason I asked you who it is that you find inspiring is to build the case that we are set up. So I, um, after I share my story, after I ask everyone if they find this to be inspiring, I, I would then ask them who they know that's inspirational, and I'd ask them to share with me about that person. And after doing that hundreds of times, here's what I've learned. Number one, people that are inspiring have an obstacle, a challenge, a something. Number two, they overcome it. Number three, other people have intimate knowledge about them overcoming it. And number four, more often than not, they have a very happy disposition. And not always, but it came up enough that I'm going to mention number five. They are eager to help out other people. What? Would it be correct in saying, John, that, you know, for those first 32 years of life, I would imagine that when you're 32, it was a culmination, right? It was probably many years of, of being discouraged or things that maybe you felt like you couldn't um, couldn't get ahead uh, in. The, the, the majority of my life, I, I didn't care. I just, I just hanging out, having fun with everyone else. And it was just that period of time but, where it was. But, 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 but I, I, I wanted to be married. I dated. I, I would, I thought I was doing absolutely everything it took to get married. And, and I couldn't get past four dates with anyone. Four dates was the most I'd ever had. So let, let me ask you this. When you had, during that time when you kind of had a, a a shift in your mindset, uh, or, you know, I'll call it a recalibration of your own value and the value of this uh, cerebral palsy, you know, having that challenge, going forward from there, you know, oh, and how, how did totally life start to different. change? Yeah, how did so tell so, us a little bit about that? So, how did life so, change so, and lead so, you to so, find your your little your your well, wife? Well, I mean, before then, I uh, my mom say, "Hey, I want to set you up with someone," I'd say, <laughs> and I'd say, "Heck no, that, that ain't gonna happen." But but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So, so I said, okay, where are the things I need to change? And one of those things was if anyone said, hey, John, I want to set you up, the answer was yes. Every yeah. single time. I didn't care. The answer is yes. And another thing, if a friend called me up Friday, Saturday night, said, hey, John, I'm going to this thing. You want to come? It didn't matter how fun Texas Hold'em was on my phone. The answer was yes every single time. It didn't matter if I wasn't feeling like being social. And from the time that I, I read that passage and I gained the, the understanding that it was a divine gift, within under a year I'd been asked out not me asking them out. I've been asked out by women four times in one year. And up until the age of 32, it only happened twice ever. Wow. Well, you, you, t you touched on two really important things that we've talked about in previous podcasts. And one of them is self-reflection. 
right? So, right. so during this time of, uh, of the change in mindset, you, you self-reflected like, okay, wh- you know, like you said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So you sat down and right. you thought about that and say, okay, well, right. how, how can I change this? This strategy is obviously right. not working out for me. So how can I change that? Right. And then the second thing that you touched on that we actually spoke about in last week's episode is, you know, when we say no, who who knows the opportunity that we are turning away from, whether right. that's this, right. whether it's just hanging out with friends or going out to certain areas or in business or, or fitness, different goals. You know, when we say no, and, and sometimes we have to, sometimes there's power in saying no, but I think right. we all too often default to no. But when we say yes, huge opportunities uh, can right. await us. Well, and if you want different results, you got to do different things. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I don't know if I drove the point home or not, but, but we, we are set up constantly. What I mean by that is cerebral palsy is not my only obstacle. It's not my only challenge. I, I mean, Writing this book, I'd wanted to do that for years and years. And I thought, you know, it's going to take a lot of money. I better flip some homes. Mm-hmm. And and, and um, the time I did it was bad timing. I lost far more money than I started with. And I said, forget it. I'm writing the book. <laughs> That well, we're, we're, we're gonna have challenges, whether it's relationships, financial, physical, you you name it. We're gonna have challenges, and if we act correctly to them, if we overcome them, we are being set up to be inspirational. And people will flow to us instead of away from us. I think that's a powerful statement right there. If, you know, there's the law of attraction, right? People believe um, there's a law of attraction. The more good you put out, the the more that comes your way. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Now, there might be different ways at looking at that. Again, spiritual, physical, astronomical, whatever. Um, But I think that is a fact of the universe and a fact of growth is like you exactly what you just said that you know the more we put out uh and the more good we do the more people that will be attracted to us and i think the more opportunity will arise Um, and the the biggest component for that is are we happy and how do we deal with our challenges because if people can see they're going to experience happiness, joy, excitement, even when going through challenges when they're around us, boom, law of attraction. That's awesome. John, I wanted to ask you one thing. I didn't know this about you, but am I, I, I saw on your social media that are you a foster parent? Again, challenge, challenge, challenge. My my, my wife and I, uh, yes, we know how to have high level conversations, uh, and and sometimes that's not fun. Um, if you have marriage, you absolutely should have a marriage counselor. But but we've been married happily for over eight years. And, and and the only way we are going to have kids in our house, my wife isn't ready for adoption. And so, yeah, we, we, we are foster parents. And, and I hope you don't mind me bringing that up. I know I didn't mention yeah, that yeah. when we called before, but I only bring it up because I think that just adds to the type of person you are because that is something that I think is making 
a huge difference. What, despite your, you know, the personal reasons why you might do that, I think the impact not only are you having with people you speak to, but the, you know, now these children that you're bringing into your home, again, it it just goes along with whatever everything you're saying is like when you when you're doing good and now you're bringing others into your home and showing them, you know these teaching them these principles and 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 uh i don't know man i just that might be the most powerful thing you're doing in my opinion and i didn't know that till recently and like i said i apologize for not bringing that up before the recording but i saw that i said this is something else i love about john (laughs) (laughs) when when you and i first met we uh my wife and i were not to that point and so we we We've only been doing foster care for two years now. Gotcha. Um, um, and, and yes, I started speaking on winning despite obstacles as soon as I learned the power of that and that we are all set up for greatness. And... Um, I believe, I believe that the world will change in a monumental, a huge way if we all will, will act in inspiring ways. And, and, and so is, is my life going to be super easy? Yeah, absolutely. All I got to do is find how... Is this going to be a winning situation? Yeah. Uh, The power and the depth of our lives is going to be determined by the quality of our questions. If we're, uh, and and don't get me wrong, I've asked myself stupid questions lots of times. (laughs) Why is this happening to me? Stupid question. Am I the only one? Not a high quality question. Mm-hmm. How is this going to be a winning situation? High quality question. Be, and honestly, sometimes the answer isn't going to come for a while. Sometimes the answer just ain't gonna come for a while. There is something I am now focusing on that is pure gold to me. And that is what are the compensatory rewards or blessings that are gonna come out of this? and compensatory means that it may take time. The, the rentals I bought, I don't have a lot of them. I, I wish I had a lot more. My wife and I, we have two rental properties, a sixplex and a duplex. That's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that is more than most people. Right, <laughs> so, right. I mean, for, it's awesome. For sure. For sure, for sure. And with that being said, were they great investments when the day I bought them? Yeah, sure. Um, the six bucks, not so much. I had to pay the mortgage on that one out of my pocket for six months. Oh, wow. Well, the rents took care of repairs from neglect from the previous owner. And and so that thing was a drag for six months. Now, is it a drag occasionally? Yeah, probably two months out of the year it's a drag. But every other month, the nut is covered and I get some cash in my pocket. That's because you have a, I would, is it fair to say you have a long-term goal? Uh, right. You're looking at the big picture 
not the now. And sometimes, like right. we've been talking about, right. when you're in the when you're in the meat of the challenge, sometimes you're not looking right. at the big picture, you're just right. looking at the now. And, and if if I were to sell it, I'd be walking away with a lot more than I started out with. And so that's what I'm talking about when I say compensatory blessings. Um, my, my foster kids, oh my goodness, they're amazing in both directions. I, I mean, the, the, the joys, the laughter, it was there. The trials, oh yeah, for sure, it was there. <laughs> yeah. But, and yes, yes, they've gone back to live with their their biological mother, and, and, and that truly could have been devastating. Could have been. And and carrying their belongings from their bedroom to my car, their belongings didn't weigh that much, but oh my gosh, that was heavy. But with that being said, because my focus is compensatory blessings or compensatory rewards, I'm, I'm wondering what is it going to be like 15, 20 years from now if I still have a relationship with them? And I mean, I, I didn't know the joy of birth because I didn't even know them tw 12 or 10 years ago when they were born. But, but, but I mean, how valuable is your relationship with your mom and dad now as compared to when it was when you were five and six? You know, I, I think... Obviously, some families are different and, and some aren't perfect. I mean, well, no family is perfect, but some are, you know, they don't have great relationships. But I think for me specifically, you know, I would say my my relationship with my parents are, it, it's different than they were when you're five and six. Back then it was, you know, there's a difference between they're my caregiver and now to be more of they're my, you know, more my friend. Uh, still yeah. my parent, but more of a friendship relationship. There's more trust well, I would, I, it's not that there's more trust. There's a different type of trust. No, oh, um, there's more trust for sure because mm -hmm. because now that you have kids of your own, I'm guessing now you can see a lot more value of what your parents did for you. A hundred percent. And a lot more sacrifice and a lot more everything. Yeah. And so the relationship evolves and changes. And just if, if we're in the perspective of here and now, and don't get me wrong, I, I get sucked into that all the time. The challenges are going to be a lot more difficult than if we're in the viewpoint of compensatory blessings and compensatory rewards. Amen to that, man. I think a lot of our challenges, if we push through them hard, there'll be, you know, a small moment in our story and we'll look back and actually be grateful for them because that's what shapes the overall story. Right. Yeah, you know. Right. So let me ask you this, John. I know we've... Uh, We've been talking for a little while here, but I really want to know what is next for Jonathan Aubrey, because you obviously have a great outlook on life. Um, like I said, I, I look up to you because of your positivity, and, and this conversation has just made me look up to you even more as to how you, you see these situations and see obstacles that you are confronted with and that you commit to winning. What's next? What's what's would you have a big goal next that uh, that you're going to try to go after that? You know, we'll have to have another interview in six months, and I'll be like, Jonathan, you're running for president now, <laughs> or whatever. I did want to be president at one time, but honestly, that is, um, I, I am still looking for for um, family. 
I, yeah. I love my wife. She's amazing. The foster kids we've had in our home, that's, that's fantastic. I, I'm still looking to increase family and to have deep family relationships. And, and I got things I'm working with brothers, sisters, in-laws, outlaws on, on, on increasing relationships that-wise. Um, the, the big thing right now is, am I different? Uh, um, my, my webpage uh, should be up and running uh, middle of January, probably. And the webpage is uh, winning despite obstacles. Um, I, th I believe that through, through this book and other books that, that I will be uh, writing and having coming out, I, uh, I believe that God set me up to be a major broadcasting of creating inspirational people and, and uh, winning despite obstacles, which that will be my website, wingdespiteobstacles.com. That, that will be coming out in, in January, and we will be... Um, so, so just to... Just, uh, in the first part of this book, it says, I wrote this book to help companies, organizations, and the rising generation create a culture where doing hard things is the norm and inspiring people is a natural occurrence. That's awesome. Amen. Yeah. yeah. John, thank you so much for joining today. Where will uh, will your book be exclusively available through your website, Winning Despite Obstacles, or will it be on Amazon, or where will uh, where can someone find it? I I'm debating that question heavily. Okay. I mean, it, it definitely will be available on the website. Okay. Um, with the way um, you can do advertisements on Facebook, Instagram, social media, I, I, there's, there's a heavy debate as to whether I use Amazon or not. And, gotcha. And so, and so I'm, I, I, I definitely want it available. Um, I ask, it's more yeah. selfish for me asking because yeah. I actually do, I want to purchase it. I'm not sure. I know you have a big order coming in uh, for those who are listening. John's um, well, his, uh, launch party is this week, this Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, so I, I mean, he, he will definitely get you a copy. That won't be a problem. Um, Awesome. The, the the launch party is going to be phenomenal. If I am not on Amazon and my website's not up yet, which is short term, just uh, PM on Facebook and, and we can, uh, through Venmo and other means, we can take a payment and mail you a book. Perfect. And and John's website or John's Facebook is just at Jonathan.Aubrey. So Facebook.com forward slash Jonathan.Aubrey. Um, so John, thank you so much for being here. You're I liked you before we started this call. I think I like you even more now. You seriously have a great story. I think that your purpose in creating the book and writing the book is something that will echo far beyond um you know, where, far beyond what either of us can see, whether it be in distance or in time. 
And so thank you so much for being here. Everyone, this is Jonathan Aubrey, the author of the new children's book, Am I Different? Keep an eye on him. Uh, Check out familyhealthandhustle.com. We'll post his links and his bio there. Um, John, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, I can't wait to uh, read the book. Thank thank you. Thank you so much. Doing a podcast is no small thing. Uh, Everyone wants to do one. My, myself included, but you actually are. So thank you so much for having me on board. And this was fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Thank you for joining in today because pursuing a balance between family, health, and hustle can feel a little wacky sometimes. So we need to learn from each other. And with a simple click to subscribe, we'll invite you back to our next episode. In the meantime, download our free ebook, Six Secrets for Success at FamilyHealthAndHustle.com. And remember, we're on this journey together.